May peace be with you. If you stick around at the end, there's more information about our community and how to find us. And now, here's this week's Centering Scripture, followed by the sermon. Our scripture reading today is Matthew 10, 37 to 42. Do you look for me to bring peace to this troubled land? A message I bring will pierce like a blade of a long knife. It will turn a son against his father, a daughter against her mother, a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. In their own homes, they will fight like enemies, all because of me. The ones, the ones who choose their father or mother, son or daughter over me dishonor me. The ones who fail to pick up their cross and walk the road with me do not know my worth. The one who cares only for their own life will, will fail to find life. But the ones who lay down their life for me will find true life. The ones who welcome you welcome me. And the ones who welcome me welcome the ones who sent me. If you welcome a prophet, who, who are they? You will receive the honor they bring. You'll bring a good-hearted person. You will receive the good that they bring. I speak from my heart. Even drink the water given to a small one who follows me will be great honor to the one who has given it. Our theme today is the family table. And you know what, every time I pull out that stool, I have to laugh at myself. It feels like the booster chair. <laughs> How many of you had booster chairs in your kitchen? Maybe you had them when you had kids. Maybe now you have them when you have grandkids or visitors. The pastor who needs a booster chair. Anyway. A long text. Thank you, Gail, for reading it. A long text from the InterVarsity Press, the new, the native First Nations version, which we have a copy of in our library. It's a text about family table. The correlation is often cited in student academic success that children who eat five meals a week with their family have higher grades than their peers who do not eat with their families. Now you can remove every socioeconomic measurement and you still get the same result. Doesn't matter where they live, whether urban or rural, wealthy, middle class, or financially strained, family meals make a difference in student success. And I know there are a lot of educators in this congregation. And it's fun to see students fly, isn't it? You want, to, want them to have their potential. The research says it doesn't matter whether it's a supper meal. It can be after swing shift and you have scrambled eggs. It can be before bedtime, a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. It can be Sunday brunch or a weekend brunch. So you get the picture 
that family meals support and strengthen children. One of my uh, avocations is watching a little bit of Twin Cities public television, and particularly the cooking and chef shows. Chef Yia Vang and Patty Kienich talk about being able to taste love, taste love and to taste history in the foods of their families and of their culture. These chefs delight in the richness of the culture. It's a mother's technique in making a mung steam bun, or it is the heirloom corn that is used in making the Latin American foods. You can taste it and it matters. The family table is also in its best form where we get to hear about the highs and the lows of the day. It is where we offer gratitude and support to one another, and they are fully part of the menu, aren't they? Humor, play, and encouragement are served side by side with food. Now, a bit leaning into the text, some people will choose to avoid spending time with their families, particularly over the holidays, because the family table is a bit rough. There isn't welcome, and no matter what kind of food that is set out, it will have a flavor of bile. Differences on politics, disagreements about science, gender, equality, race, different theological interpretations. These can create contentious, sharp lines. And unfortunately, we are and have been in a, in, in a period of history where some people get called in and some people are called out. The list can go on and on about what divides a family table. Bad interpersonal habits can make coming to the table hard. Toxic judgment, gossip, talking about people rather than with people, making petty remarks, giving contemptuous facial expressions. All of these things can ruin a good meal. And if these things are going on, coming to a shared table, especially, particularly a Christian table, it would be natural for our instinct to say, no thank you, I want to avoid being there. Now family table is the meditation theme for today because of course we're celebrating communion and because the scripture talks about hospitality. Hospitality particularly to the stranger and the prophet. If we had added the Hebrew text for today, that would have been 2 Kings chapter 4, if you're somebody who likes to go back to the text after church, 2 Kings chapter 4, jot that down, go back and read that because it's a particular text about the hospitality that is offered to a stranger, a prophet, and then the blessings that cascade 
from giving hospitality to a stranger. Matthew 10:40 following, Jesus is teaching the disciples how they are to welcome. And they are not only instructed on how they are to give welcome, but to be welcomed. Simply put, he says, hospitality matters. And I'm not talking here about Martha Stewart or Southern Living, right? It is not about the china, the linens, any of that. But it is really about the kindness that we extend to a stranger. Do we extend welcome? And particularly, the art of offering a cup of water. And who among us cannot do that? Who among us cannot offer a cup of water? Well, certainly there are places in the world that that's a challenge. It is not so here in Minnesota. The art of offering a cup of water. In serving a prophet water, Jesus says, you will be blessed twice. One, because you're going to have the opportunity to hear the prophet and you will be edified. You will grow in wisdom when you spend time with the prophet. And then guess what? God, who sees all of our actions, even our actions in secret, has a cascading goodness that will flow towards us when we do this simple act. This whole chapter in Matthew, Jesus is trying to set his disciples up to say, this is what it's going to be like. If you follow me, this is what it's going to be like. Now, if we were going to try to recruit volunteers, this isn't really the kind of text we'd like to say, hey, come join me. It's going to hurt. Come join me, and this is going to cost you. Come join me, and people aren't going to like you. Mm -mm. It's not that. It's not an easy sell. He's saying, I'm going to give you all kinds of gifts. You're going to be able to heal. You're going to be able to bless, you're going to be able to strengthen, and, and. And that's where we get to it today. It's not a comfortable text to hear. It's a truth in action text, lesson. In some ways, as a researcher, we call this informed consent. He's telling them ahead of time, if you follow me, it's going to cost. Do you really want to follow me? Jesus says, I didn't come to make your life comfortable. My purpose is to serve God, and there will be a high cost in this calling. Who you include at your table, how you treat a stranger may be a challenge. Yet, this is the calling of the disciple. So in a few minutes, we're going to invite you to continue this conversation at your tables. This is very strategic today, friends. You notice this? I mean, there, there's the message from the pulpit, but there's also the message from your life experience. And that's what we want you to do with these tables, is to take a look at this text. I love that it's printed in the bulletin. You can refer back to it. This is an open book conversation. You can look at the text. And we've got three questions printed in the bulletin that, you know, discuss, share amongst yourself. Because this lands differently for each of us, depending on what our life experience is, where we've been, what we've been taught, how this has been framed to us before. And so we want you to take the time to continue the message 
but to do it at your table. And particularly, I mean, you, if you're sitting next to the, your family member, that's great, but it would really actually be more valuable if you talk to the person you don't usually live with, right? What, what do they hear? This gospel today is Jesus laying out the high cost and the demands of being a Christian. He's telling us hard truth. And there is good news in the passage. It begins with, there is ultimately, ultimately, nothing we need to be afraid of. We can have hard feelings, but we're also given action steps by Jesus, action steps to move forward. Shake off the dust. If the peace that you bring isn't welcome, move on. Offer hospitality. Receive hospitality. Create an inclusive table. It's, it's good work. It's hard work. It's holy work. And so let us together create a feast where all people are welcome at the table of God. Amen. As a church located on Lakota land in Minnetonka, Minnesota, St. Luke is a joyful, inclusive, intergenerational, and compassionate community on a spiritual journey seeking to do justice, make peace, and to walk humbly with God. We invite you to join us live for virtual worship each Sunday morning on Facebook or YouTube, or by following the worship links on our website, stluke.mn. Thanks for listening. May you go in peace.